welcome to another episode of Gensman Podcast. This is Tron. What's up, y'all? This is my brother Josh. What up? And I'm your host, Ray. And today... We ain't going back and forth with you, nigga. Exactly. <laughs> Smile, bitch. Bitch. Anyways, though. So, we got a topic that we're going to start with. And we're going to start with in reverse. I know I had sent the docket. I'll be bullshitting with, with the docket. But anyways, we're going to start with... Because of, you know, the last couple episodes we had, I felt like we kind of was sending maybe a certain vibe. We're going to start with the ways we appreciate black women. It's a sixth topic. I forgot to say it to you. But it's a what topic? It was the sixth topic. Oh, you said sixth topic, my bad. Yeah, the sixth topic. But um, that's what we're going to start <coughs> with, like ways that we, we appreciate them, that we admire them, the things that they do that make them who they are, you know, because they are definitely... And they have been, like, probably for the last 40 to 50 years, the backbone of, you know, black society because of a lot of single black mothers and stuff like that. Because, you know, the crack uh, era broke up a lot of families and stuff like that. So we're going to start with that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan? Yeah. What does Ronald Reagan have to do with it? He pushed crack in the hood. <clears throat> he was the devil. The government lied about 9-11. Mm-hmm. I said that back. And Jesus was black. Yeah, Jesus was black. The devil. Government lying about 9 11. Yeah, so. The world is a lie. Yeah. The devil is a lie. Okay, I'm just. Okay, go, bro. Which. So, which ways y'all think. Y'all. Which ways y'all appreciate black women? Y'all. <laughs> that's kind of like. That's a broad thing to say. Nigga, I was finna think what, of a What you like about them? Shit. What well, I don't. Start naming shit. Where you go, shit. God damn, y'all, y'all nah, are crickets. Bitch, you ain't have it on the thing. And then you gonna try to, how about you start off? Thank you. Stop trying to pass it off to us. I don't want no assist right now. Cause nigga. I, I hope, nigga, hey. I'm Rondo. I ain't got no shot. I just assist. I just told your boo like, ooh. All right. All right, but anyways, uh, the way I appreciate black women is that they put up for the most part, with our bullshit, like especially like with our kids, because I have a, a son. Man, they are great mothers, you know, very great mothers. They all, uh, especially like I said, with the single moms, they do a, a great job of raising their son and daughter to be wholesome people. And they, they really haven't been working with a lot, because you know, just up until now, women have just recently started, you know, to make the same thing that men make. Yeah, they have that whole uh, Me Too movement going on. Explain Not that. the Me Too movement. Hey, what's the Me Too movement mean? That's for the gay me, people? No, the Me Too movement is the the rape allegations and stuff like Ooh, that. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, know about I that. Know about yeah, that. bro. Uh, you just fucked up. <laughs> They're like, oh, so he say we out here all claiming we got raped and shit. Nah, but that's, that's the Me Too movement. I ain't never heard of it. Yeah. I just uh, got that from a white girl at work. It, exactly. They, don't, they are the Me Too people but I, I know back in uh what was it the it wasn't the great debaters man hidden figures that's when i guess you can say mainstream started appreciation black start appreciating black women more you had janelle monet in that movie uh what's the other lady they gonna kill me for this. i ain't gonna lie i ain't see that yeah, movie i'm sorry i never heard about him i heard it i just I never watched it, it. I, I didn't watch it though i don't think it, it was, was about in a movie three engineers not 
Everybody says it's a good movie. My homeboy said it was a good movie too. So yeah, it was in a. They helped with NASA. I understand that. Yeah, but it was in a movie for a long time, bro. Well, shit, that must have been that time I was like, "Fuck the movies," or I was working. That was probably when I first came back off the road. I can't believe I'm forgetting what's her name. Cookie off the fucking Empire. Taraja. Taraji P. Yeah, and and there was another lady on there. I remember her from The Help. She was in that movie. Yeah, it's like she's always in. There's a bunch of good actors though. More like serious actors though. The other thing I got to point out that I almost let slip my mind is that they are the most educated demographic in America. Black women. They oh, yeah. getting all the de- degrees. All of them. Yeah, because me personally, I know I ain't, I ain't getting one, so I know they help out a lot. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, yeah but also, like I said, they, they, um, they raise our kids. They're very beautiful. They're, to me, we have probably, I mean, all races have beautiful women, but I think we have the best beautiful women. Like, I, I probably say most black women are probably in the, a real top 10, like, of all the beautiful women in the world. Black women. Talking about races? Yeah. I'm just <laughs> I don't talking see about, color. So I mean, women are women. I'm just talking about beauty. Melanin is beautiful. Spell it. M E A L I N. Melanin. Who knew evil girls had the prettiest face? And I probably spelled that shit uh, wrong as a motherfucker. Yeah, you probably did. It, Stay in school. Exactly. And that's why black women. They're more determined, that. right? Yeah, they, they may vent. I think that's another thing. Like, they don't never hold stuff in. I know sometimes we'll trip like, God, dog, she always talking. But I guess that's a good thing because when you hold stuff in, it kind of like. Bottled up. Well, it ain't kind of. It does mess you up mentally so with them letting it out and then having that person they can talk to whether it's you know one of their friends or guy friends girlfriends guy friends whichever one and they just having a conversation they're able to like relieve their stress quicker than men are and that's why they're more motivated and then let's say something does happen talk to someone then they bounce right back with me i'm gonna keep it in because i just don't like people you know knowing my business because i just don't i'm not gonna say i don't trust people because I go into situations where I give you the benefit of the doubt until you give me a reason not to. So if you give me a reason not to trust you, then from here on out, then I ain't going to mess with you. So I don't go into stuff, you know, saying, oh, I ain't going to tell them nothing. It kind of just depends. I mean, if we work together, you at my job, of course, I ain't going to tell you nothing. But like I said, with them, they let things out. They talk about it. They don't hold nothing in. And I think that's one of those, I guess, few small things that they do because they do a, a really more than I can think of right now but just having someone to talk to venting getting you know all that hatred or whatever was going on inside of them out you know that helps them be successful exactly because they underappreciate like and they're strong will they're very strong will which is basically kind of what you talked about they're determined they don't really let anything break their spirit and even though a lot of Men, black men do them wrong. They still continue to give us a chance. They continue to put on for us. They continue to go to bat for us. And they continue to help us thrive in our business. Them hoes ain't helping me, man. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> God, damn. Okay, one, one thing, okay, one thing I'm going to say, though. One thing we got to stop doing with all female, but mostly we say this about black women. Even black men, I hear this said a lot, that we need to stop stereotyping our women. As in saying... Every black female is angry. We, we we should stop that. I believe that. That's just something I believe because 
sometimes I ain't gonna say we do we we give them a good reason to be angry because you got some guys that's doing like you said doing all these females wrong and shit, and that shit it, it does rotate like we said in the last podcast. The shit do do it do perform a cycle though. The other thing is really honestly that we haven't been doing that. We we kind of you know just off our principles we don't do, yeah. but people we we let other cultures. First of all, profit off our black women, like the whole, you know, having a nice body, nice lips and all that stuff. They be exploiting our women, honestly. Yeah. And then it really don't help when you have some people sell out and they just talk about, oh, all the bitches, the hoes, had them shaking their ass and stuff. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to make your money. But we shouldn't be letting people just exploit. And then they be stealing their style oh, yeah. and, and everything. But I'm just glad that... There are women out there that who are getting educated, who are starting, you know, uh, start their own businesses, selling hairs, trying to, you know, put more money back into our community by, you know, doing it on their own and stuff like that, and not letting uh, society dictate, you know, their image. You know what I'm saying? They're starting to take that back because society really, uh, definitely disrespects our black women. Their narrative. Yeah, they try to control the narrative, and they're also disrespecting them highly, making it seem like all they do is argue and shake their ass, and that's all they can do. And they do a whole lot more than that, clearly. Very true. True. I'm going to get a button every time you say something. Yeah, one day we're going to get a button. <laughs> whenever, whenever we can. We broke. Yeah, we broke this. <laughs> you just went bluntly saying whenever it. we can, <laughs> whenever we can afford that, you are gonna hear some horns. Throw some fire on these niggas. Something like <laughs> that. Have some emojis or some. I guess the next thing we could talk about is LeBron opening school. We kind of went over it a little bit, but LeBron has been doing so much for our community. Definitely his community. You know what I'm saying? Definitely bringing some back to Akron, but just as a whole, he's definitely. He walking like he talking, you know what I'm saying? And he give a lot of young black men, you know what I'm saying, something to look up to. Somebody to strive to be other than somebody who just goes to the strip club and throw all their money away or buy a bunch of diamonds and, and chains and stuff like that. He, First of all, opening the school is a good investment, first and foremost, but also it helps our people if we start opening schools for us because – uh, it was some some dude in the military actually telling me, uh, a sergeant, he was like, you could homeschool your kids and you could pay less than you would pay to send them to a, a private school for the same curriculum and you could actually teach them the whole curriculum. Because he said, the same thing I bought for my sons, they they have in a private school, but they knocked a lot of the, the curriculum and what comes with that, that, uh, that course plan off to teach them to try and like make it towards how they want it to be because they're just trying to meet, you know, their requirements. They're not really trying to fully educate yeah, they're the re- kids. <clears throat> they're really just trying to, like, meet numbers. Exactly. You know, like, graduation rate or passing rate. They're just trying to. So, you know what I'm saying? To to do something like that and start a school and we could, you know, further educate black people because that's kind of, like, our biggest gap with other cultures. We're, we're in a way, educated undereducated, you know what I'm saying, on just like the lower level, not college, because obviously, like we just said, black women, they getting all the degrees out there, but just like lower level, because that was one point I was making to you, Tron, the other day, like 
when we listen to like New York rappers and stuff like that, I think people up there in New York, when they graduate school, high school, it's like they almost graduate in college compared to some, you know, some of these schools in the South, like their curriculum and, you know what I'm saying, being self-aware, knowing how to divulge into how they feel and, you know what I'm saying, all the other stuff that they learn in their schools up there because the, the curriculum is way better compared to, you know, what we look like down here when we go to school. Look Don't like. you think that somewhere goes back? It's probably doing too much. To the Civil War and how slavery was down here in the South longer than it was up north. Oh yeah, you yeah yeah you're right. Yeah, that. that I mean, I'm not saying it should be. It's almost one of those things when we bring stuff up like this, and we're like, yeah, that's how it is, and just accept it. You know, you it's not right. It. Yeah, I think it kind of goes back to that because, you know, most slaves who wanted to be free went up north because. Learn to read and write. Yeah, they didn't really care like that. So back here, I mean, not too long ago, Mississippi just—I forgot what what um, law that was passed, but basically, the schools could slick still be segregated. Yeah, I I don't know nothing about that. I remember that. I can't think of the actual law, but they had just passed a rule about that. Oh, it doesn't shock me. Years ago, you know, I had heard on the radio. Last state matter. I'm about to look it up now. I had heard on the radio that um. Mississippi's like as far as like I don't, I don't want to say the Constitution. That's why I, I gotta start reading a lot more. Just start reading these books, but start reading up on like how they uh do like I guess the board or whatever, whatever whatever document that they write out that you know obviously is official. But whatever it is, Mississippi states that basically to put it quite frank, that they don't really have to educate the kids like thoroughly educate. They just they just have to, you know what I'm saying, just basically be saying something. They don't have to really educate any, just anybody. Just pass them along? Yeah. And that's what Mississippi's actually education thing is. Like, if people actually go look it up, because I had heard that on the radio, because they were talking about Jackson Public Schools and stuff like that. That sounds like the uh, No Child Left Behind Act we had in St. Louis. Well, everybody had that. You yeah, everybody know, had it? I President had, Bush passed it. I didn't know that was for everybody. I just thought of, like, certain schools. No. Nah. More, like, towards the mid and south. Nah, that was what uh, President Bush passed. It was supposed to be like nationwide. Was it? Did not know that. So I passed like a motherfucker. But yeah, but just bringing it back to LeBron, the things he's doing, open up a school and then it, it can help families get jobs, GED, you know, high school diploma. Like this really helps a lot of people, especially in that area, Akron area, because I'm pretty sure it's not like the most booming city. You know what I'm saying? It's probably like maybe like where we at, Florence, Jackson, whatnot. So, you know what I'm saying, that helps. And then, like I said, it just sets the the tone that, you know, what what I kind of been thinking that, you know what I'm saying, people, black people that say that they're for our culture and stuff like that, why they couldn't have done this? Why a couple of them couldn't have paired together and did this before LeBron? Because, I mean, why not? It was, I think it was like, what, 50 million to open the school oh, or something sure. like that? I mean, he had... Uh federal funding too, you know, with grants and different things like that. Exactly. So why, you know what I'm saying? Why hasn't, haven't we seen this before from somebody? Because it's not like LeBron is the most paid black man ever. You know what I'm saying? That's true. He's definitely not like, when people say that they're for us, but they don't do things like this, it kind of shows you that maybe they're not for us. Or maybe in their head, it's like, okay, well, I'm giving them this money, like, and 
whatever way that they are. But the saying goes, you know, I can catch fish for you and feed you for a couple of days, or I can teach you how to fish. Teach for a lifetime. Exactly. So with opening the school and you educating people, it will help. What you yeah, mean? just just to do a quick fact check. Back in 2016, the uh, Northern District of Mississippi was ordered to desegregate the school system. There was a school, two schools in uh, Cleveland, Mississippi, that was still segregated. You had a whole all-white school and all-black school. Of course, the all-white school had a higher graduation rate. And so back in 2016, they was they passed it. So they just did that. No, I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah. The only reason why I'm shocked is because I know people in my that I was in the Army with that was actually from Cleveland, Mississippi, and they never really brought that up. Well, I mean, would you? Yeah, I'd bring it up. But, I mean, some people don't really just care about, you know, all the particulars of what's going on. They just like, I don't fuck white people anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That might be how they feel. Yeah, East Side was the if you was black, you went to East Side. If you were white, you went to Cleveland High. Damn. Yeah, see, they told me they went to Cleveland High. But I ain't know it was East Side. East Side? <laughs> yeah, so that just happened two years ago. I didn't know that just shit. finished the segregation in Mississippi. But it would be Mississippi though. Yeah, you know. Most it most definitely. Wow. Um Yeah, that's crazy. That is very crazy, honestly. But, you know, you have anything else to say about LeBron, about, like, the school and stuff? You no, know? I just hope people who have the the tools to do so can follow in his footsteps. I remember, remember Derrick Rose that did something similar, like, maybe a couple of days later in his community. I guess I should look that up, too. But then I saw on Twitter talking about, oh, he's just trying to copy LeBron. Why does it matter? Like, what What type of argument? Of course, it was a Twitter with a no picture. I mean, it was a weird picture. Like, it wasn't, it was someone being um, not themselves, you know. They're just trying so to just, keep people in the same mind state. Why not follow his footsteps? What's wrong with that? Why is, what's wrong with copying him? That's actually a positive thing to copy. Instead of you copying these rappers, want to buy all these expensive Gucci, this and that and that, you want to copy them. Why not copy LeBron? Right. That That was stupid. When I saw that, I was like, what sense does that make? Yeah, I'm cool with him copying LeBron. Copy him all day. Everybody should copy this motherfucker. I'm going to say, that's something you want You want to do. You know, it's like he, I'm not going to say he opened the door, because, I mean, I'm pretty sure people have done stuff for their community, just like not Kendrick, as big. Kendrick Lamar did. And then it's talked about one or two days, and that's it. Yeah, because they don't, they don't want people to, to catch on. They don't want to spread positivity. And you know what? I wasn't going. I was going to say this for another for another episode, but to bring up because y'all probably don't know about this. Okay, so Dame Dash went on another podcast, the Joe Button podcast, and he was talking about culture vulture, right? He rides Joe Button's dick. No, I don't. He bro, rides Joe Button's dick, bro. He gave me inspiration for this podcast. Okay, Joe Button, if you see this, he's right. Number one dick rider. Anyways, <laughs> actually, in this case, Joe Budden was wrong. He was trying to say Lior Cohen was not uh, a culture vulture. But basically, long story short, well, not a long story. I mean, he has so many jewels in that conversation. But Dame Dash basically said that they they uh, profit off our dysfunction. And that's what they do. Yeah. They don't talk about the good stuff because it's not going to profit for them. They want to profit off our dysfunction. They want to make make us, you know, beef, have arguments. That's what they really want to blow up. 
so they can profit off of it and make it worse. Kind of like how they did with the with the uh, Tupac and Biggie B from years ago. It was really no East Coast, West Coast until they printed that paper. And the media and blew it up. Exactly. So they love to profit off our dysfunction. They love to to pit us against each other for for their benefit, which is culture vulturing, which is what I, what I was saying about like black women. They they make them look like there's these horrible women when they're not. Just so we won't, you know, keep it in our we won't marry other black women. We'll start to look outside, which causes dysfunction because if I'm saying you ain't shit and you saying men ain't shit, and I'm saying well, women ain't shit, and then I'm like, I don't even date black women, I date white women. It's it's profiting off our dysfunction. I mean, a clear example that I'm about to give is something that we don't even think about. You know, if something happens in the neighborhood, then a reporter go out and ask someone, they always... Ask the dumbest one. Well, I don't you don't want to say dumbest, one. but the person, not... Least educated. Least intelligent, educated person. Yeah. That's why I saw me the videos where they have crazy... Interv- pizza, I mean, pizza burger or right like, like the, remember the girl talking about a uh, woman's talking about oh lord jesus it's a fire like yeah they interview people like that and when just like we talked about in last podcast you know different countries will view that and they will think of you know all black people to be you know like ignorant that. you know and it's not the case they never interview unless it's white people and i didn't call on to that yeah. when it comes to interviewing black people don't they don't interview the intelligent ones or the ones that has the most most information or the one that's easier to understand. Mm-hmm. They interview them so they can just make a laugh and you know, laugh yeah. and stalk out of them. Yeah, because it was one interview going off subject where that dude was like, when that white woman ran into a black man's arm, I knew she was in trouble. Often when he saved, uh, that black dude had saved the uh, them white girls out that, that dude's house. Oh, that, that was locked in the house for years? Yeah, I think he was somebody like some McDonald's. He was like, yeah, we... I went over there all the time. You know, he looked boring. But it it was so funny when he said that the reporter was like, "We're gonna, that's it, you know, kind of like wrapped up the interview. Because, I mean, it's true. I mean, in his situation, it's definitely true. But in most, and at that time, because it's been some years, you know what I'm saying, it's a lot more biracial couple, which is nothing wrong with that. Definitely not against people going outside the culture. And you like, like who that. you like, man. You, you definitely like yeah. who you like. It really ain't no color. On love, we're just talking about the issue that we have in our community and how other cultures, not specifically white people, not all white people, it's it's not really a white thing. I'm just gonna be honest. It's a one percent versus the rest of us type thing. It's not something a person who works a regular job thinks of to do. It's somebody who has billions of dollars who wants to control the narrative, who wants to keep dysfunction. And they know, like, they the books that I'm trying to read, the social psychology books, they've already read it. Matter of fact, they probably might have even helped write it or they might have helped fund write it. They know how to uh, to control people, how to program people. They know all these things. But, you know, that's why we got to start reading to catch on to the things that they've been doing to everybody. It's not just a black people thing. I can only speak on my culture. Cause I only speak on what I know, but they do it to white people too. It, they look white people look down on other white people, and in other races like India, uh, the lighter you are, the, the you know the better you are. You know what I'm saying? It it's always some type of way that they choose to divide each culture, mm-hmm. but specifically ours is very 
dysfunctional. Very dysfunctional. I mean, even if in Africa they over there, you know, having their little mini wars and stuff like that. So. It was this movie, Tears of a... Tears talking? of the Sun? Yeah, that Bruce Willis was in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, dang, why they doing that? And then, uh, what was that other movie? Hotel Wanda. Hotel, yeah, there. Hotel Wanda. You saw a little bit of that in that movie, which was weird, but it is what it is. So, like I said, with with that little bit of Dame Dash, the whole culture vulture thing, uh, profit, the biggest point that I wanted to make was the whole profiting off our dysfunction. And we let them profit off our dysfunction mm-hmm. because some of it we think is funny. I mean, like they said, uh, true, there are some truths and jokes in a way. But, you know, we got to start looking for more than just laughs because uh, life is hard. But we definitely got to start pulling together and recognize how they are playing us with, you know, certain things. What's next on that? What's next on the topic? Men being a little bitch. For real? Men not having uh-huh. self-control. Oh. What? No. Nah. a little bitch ass nigga, nigga. That's all. Trying. But, yeah, the... The reason why I had put that on there, men not having self-control, because... We touched on the last podcast about having, you know, beta men and alpha. Well, no, it's alpha not... Alpha male, beta, beta men. No, it's not even that. What I mean by men not having self-control, I mean pertaining to being faithful to our woman. Because, you know, a lot of it, we when we cheat, we just... Most of it just be tough. I can't speak on that, so... Yeah. You can't speak on it. I don't cheat that long. You don't cheat. Nope. Okay, Charlamagne, God bless me. I'm, I'm just saying, I got no reason to. If I'm a cheat, I just break up with it before I, you know. I want, if I want to fuck somebody else, I just break up with it. So you've, you've never cheated? Nope. Had no reason to. So you've maintained self control? Yes, why wouldn't I? If, like I said, if I wanted something else outside my relationship, I would end that relationship. Little bro. I mean, oh, uh, bro. There you go. Bro. There bro. you go. <laughs> see? Get on his ass. You see? Tell him. Because I'm out for you. Trump. Boy, I tell you. Quiet, have That's I ever right. cheated? Yeah, have you ever cheated? When is when we talking about cheat? Normally, when we hear people start trying to like negotiate what the hell they talking about. They cheated. Like you talking about a real meaningful relationship? Because I feel like everything in high school don't count. Physically, mentally, or like I can't say everything in high school don't count. As... Sexually, oh, sexually, okay. Oh no, nah. I haven't. Have you, Aaron? Clearly, I am the only one here who has. I feel shitty. You sure? Well, I, obviously I do because I lost some some good women behind this. Shout out to, she'll probably never hear this, Akia Harris in Delaware. Cause, Delaware? Yeah, she she don't want nothing to do with me. I messed up. I mean, coming back from uh, the military, I was not, well, no, going to basic training AIT, I was not expecting to fall in love. And like they say, I guess the best relationships are the unplanned, out of nowhere relationships. It was like a movie. I seen her over there in the distance, <laughs> kicking a soccer ball. So yeah, y'all know, well, most people you seen know her kicking this ball. That, that, yeah, I seen her kicking this ball. I seen her kicking this ball, right? I was like, man, this look like some movie stuff. Like she kicked the ball, playing soccer, her hair, Blowing in the wind. I was like, you know what? Let me go over there. So I go over there and start doing what I hate, playing soccer. And, you know, try to, long story short, we get cool. Because, you know, trying, you know, in AIT, you can't, uh, 
you're not supposed to fraternize with women. Yeah, that's your sister. Yeah. So I get her number. We click quick, very quick. And I mean, for the most part, that's probably the best female I ever had as far as like How old listening. 19. And you know what messed me up? Listening to other people. Oh, like even grandma said, you too, you too young to be in a serious relationship. It's like, it's not about age. And I should have just, I should have just been more conscious to know it's not about age. When you find love and you find a good woman, you keep her. I'm going to say age do play a part now. Age I mean, do. age do play a part, but I'm talking about like, once you turn 18, I mean, if you, if you find a good woman, why not just go and settle down? I mean, Unless you just what you want to just go stick your dick in everybody or something. But the thing like that. is, like I said, if you know you're not ready to settle the fuck down, then don't. Cause you just got like so you're gonna fuck her over and in. It wasn't that I wasn't ready. I was just being given bad advice. I was like, Yeah, I got a girlfriend, she's staying in Delaware. Oh, you 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 too young and that's long distance. It was like Delaware, how you meet her? In the army. Oh, catfish. <laughs> no, how you, you gonna cap is somebody you bumped into in person? But, <laughs> but yeah, that she was great. She like great. that in uniform. That's all right. I'm not saying you were a catfish. She was a, in the army too. No, no, no. Okay. that's how I be. It's thing like when you're a long distance away, it's easy to conversate. Do this, that, and the third. That was a catfish. That was a good learning lesson though, because I don't. You regret doing what you did. No. Yeah, I regret doing what I did. Bro, you got to take everything as a lesson. Exactly. And it was a lesson that I regret. <laughs> it's a lesson that I shouldn't have had. Really? Been, uh, I mean, you don't know how it would have turned out if you would have stayed yeah. with it. So She could have been crazy. She could have kids in your sleep. You never know. She could have been mentally not there. She could have been mentally unstable. Or she could have not been ready herself and then just jump shift and had you looking like Bruh, a fool. She broke up. When I broke up with her, because I said she deserved better, like, Four months later, she got with this dude that had been like her best friend for like since like forever, and they, I think they're still together to this day. That's like like last time I checked. That's something God's plan. Then it was see you said homeboy up for the good scoop. Like you said, yeah, you gave her good advice. Thank you. You yeah, it worked out for the best. You no no doubt it could have been you. It could have been you though, but you chose to pass the buck to somebody else. Man, I gave him an alley hoop because. Man, he got a. She was a great woman. Great, great woman. Her first per, first female I talked to her mother. I don't even get that. Really, well, I can't say she. I'm, 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 that means I'm always deep in shit there. Yeah, but you, know, you always meet the mama. Yeah, I'm about to me. I don't know. I, just family. I like meeting other people. Family. I don't know. I'm very family oriented. See, I, I only meet the family if, if I know it could possibly go somewhere. No, something. Well, but she when see, I was younger. It wasn't no point. Yeah, but see, like, she she was like, this my mom. Like, she was like, mom, don't he look like T.I.? And I was like, no, no, Ooh, no. shit, boy, she way no. the fuck off. Yeah, I know, right? But <laughs> at that time, I was like, you know, I had to keep all this shave and the hair was cut. I still don't see it. I don't see it neither. It was just a light-skinned thing. But, I mean, it is what it is. T.I. I know, right? I was like, bruh, quit. I, I used to tell her quit saying it. But what you about to say, bro? You want to just segue into the next topic? What you gonna do? Y'all see this seat right here? This middle seat where Ray is sitting. He ain't gonna be there too much longer. <laughs> Why I ain't gonna be there too much longer? Cause anyway, because you don't want to. You don't want to bring the topic. I mean, I got it right here. I'm not. You see, 
See how he always try to throw an alley like, hey, what you was finna? I wasn't finna say nothing. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> our next topic was, do we give family too much leeway with hurting slash disrespecting us? Like this nigga just disrespecting me. Yeah, when I called him the L bro earlier. Disrespectful. Nigga, you know how niggas always try to cover up something? Like niggas who brag a lot, doing that for a reason. Like they trying to cover it up. This nigga be saying little bro because he just don't like the fact that, you know what I'm saying, young nigga getting his money. You know what I'm saying? Young nigga doing what he's supposed to do. Little bro looking like the so big bro. So he just tried to put me underneath him by saying little bro. Yeah, it is my little bro. Like, who the fuck say that? People <laughs> out there. If you're a female, whatever. You don't say this my little sister. You say this my sister. For guys, you say, oh yeah, this my bro. That's true. No one says he little. Point. He got a point. Anymore. Tron. I'm saying the man got the point. I don't say little sister unless somebody asks me. Oh, you have any sisters? I'm like, yeah, I have a younger sister. She's this right. age and this age. No. But it's that I'm, one time and that's yeah. it. It's not every time you do something. Oh, yeah, this is my little bro. I didn't met some of the hoes he dated. And I know <laughs> two or three times he was like, oh, yeah, this is my little bro, Joshua. Yeah, have you met my little bro? Have you, like you eight years bro. old. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> like you eight. Because, man, I love, y'all just don't know. I love my brother so much. He just always going to be, going to always be, you know what I'm saying? One day I'm coming in, bitch, looking like the Rock, and you gonna be that side of shit. Only Little because big of, bro. only because of genetics, only because of genetics. I can't get bigger. Unfortunately, it is what it is. But you heard I that love, females come my way. I, <laughs> I love my brother regardless. I love Two him points. a lot. We grew up in some 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 weird, crazy, unnecessary stuff in a dysfunctional <clears throat> family. Very dysfunctional. You wouldn't believe. But getting back on topic, do we give our family too much leeway as far as, you know, being disrespectful and hurting us? We always it's like we're quick to forgive because that's family. I know for a fact. Well, not what I used to, but not no more. I've been cutting out. Like some people feel like they obligated to be around their family because that's blood, that's family. But I feel like if if we're family and I'm supposed to be able to, you know, trust you more than you know, some stranger on the streets, you're supposed to be there for me more. Why would you feel the need that you can just get over? Because you wouldn't get over. I mean, some of them do get over on everybody like that, but you wouldn't just get over on a stranger like that because you know what the repercussions would be. Right. So don't don't play me because I'm family. Just just like Debo tried to get on Craig and Smokey, but he didn't pull that shit around the corner because he <laughs> <laughs> that love. All right. But, you know, you got something wrong? I did. I forgot it, though. I mean, I, I'll talk a little bit, you know, um, as far as like when I was talking about forgiving, <clears throat> I won't give no names. I'm just going to call the person Hefany, you know. <laughs> it was some things that was done, you know, when I was a child, I ain't going to get into my life story. But, you know, it happened, time passed. You know how people say, you know, time heals everything. So I don't know if that was the case here, but I just don't like when you're disrespected as a family, as a family member. I was about to say family reunion, I guess, because it's coming up. And they feel as if you're supposed to, or even if you do forgive, you know, forgive and forget. That's not my policy. I forgive you, but that doesn't mean we have to be cool. Now, I keep my distance because I know how you really are. But they try to, you know, act like nothing happened, give you a hug, smiles, like, oh, hey, how you doing? I love you, this, that, and the third one. You know, they didn't did tons and tons of BS that wasn't uncalled for, especially at the age it happened with me. But I just feel as if just because we're family doesn't mean I have to put up with you. You know, like, of course, you don't want to turn your back on family. You'll never do that. But just like an everyday conversation, I kind of keep my distance with some people just because I know it's not 
it's not healthy. And it gets frustrating because me and my brother, see how I didn't say older brother? That's just weird. <laughs> we had talks where we've been on the phone two or three hours just talking about, you know, different comfort, different conversations, different situations that we were in and just like how we grew from it. But that person, they're stuck in this mindset to where they don't care. They can steal $50 from you and the next day they're saying, what's up? Like it never happened. So it's it's crazy. I feel as if we do. And you have to be strong because I, it is slick hard depending on your relationship. It's your mom, dad, brother, sister, cousin, whatever the case may be. It is hard because you feel like you're turning your back on them, but it's really to help that person out because if they feel as if they can do this, that, and the third and nothing ever happens, it's not saying you got to beat them up, but stop communicating with them to a certain extent will show them that, oh, okay, well, this person is for real. You know, maybe I should change my ways. You know, they may consider it, but, you know, you don't have to keep dealing with it. And I feel like people do fall into that situation where they just keep forgiving. Like, oh, well, this is my son. This is my daughter. I can't do this. Can't do that. I got to accept them. I feel like you can run yourself crazy and it'll mess up your life just trying to make sure that they're okay. And they're just going to keep screwing you over time after time. That's just my take on it. I ain't really just never had too much problem with family because I keep my distance regardless. Well, I ain't going to lie. Com- compared to like our situation, your family is a, it's a lot better. You know, you know what I'm saying? What it, I ain't mean to cut y'all off. Like, y'all know how you see like the the Thanksgiving dinners on TV, the Christmas. We ain't never had that. We've had something similar, but we knew it was fake because of things that were around where we couldn't just literally have a good time. Now that we're older, I mean, we can hang around and have a good time. But when we were younger, we didn't have that true Christmas type feeling. Maybe one day we did, but the next day someone came around and it's like, oh, it kind of just killed the mood. Just fucked the whole thing up. And we were young and we caught on to that quick. So it's not like we we did enjoy our Christmas. I'm not saying we didn't have a good Christmas. It's just that true family gathering, which most families, when they gather, they're not going to see eye to eye. But for us to be children, we caught on to that. I feel like that was real bad. So we couldn't just really experience that true, I don't know, family feeling when we were younger. Yeah, and it's like, with me, I'm probably like most definitely extreme. I don't have to talk to you. And I will refuse. I've had people tell me, oh, you should talk to them. And I've watched like their situation and I've seen like their mom steal from them and then they're still cool with it and they still, they don't, like they might have, you know, put her out the put her out their house and, you know, made sure that they wasn't their mom was in another house. But you you treat them better than you treat somebody that's actually trying to love you and stuff like that. And but for me, oh yeah, I, I'm a, I'm gonna cut you off. I have no problem saying that I've definitely cut off some some family members that people be like, oh, you, you shouldn't, shouldn't do that, that because that's so-and-so. And I'm like, you don't know the situation. They're like, it doesn't matter because when they gone, you're going to be, man, shut the fuck up. Because, I, I mean, you know, that's just me. nobody, you know, we don't, you don't, you don't ever want to see anybody pass. And you kind of want to feel some remorse when it happens. But at the end of the day, they live their life, you know what I'm saying, the way they, they did. And I might think about it and be like, man, I hate that. You know what I'm saying? That happened because, you know, it's always sad when somebody loses their life. But at the same time, if I don't mess with you, I just don't mess with you at the end of the day. Um, if you've wronged me and I've tried to correct you 
and you wrong me again, and then you say this time it's going to be better. And then you wrong me again, and then you just keep doing it. Obviously, you're not going to change, and you're definitely not going to have a relationship with my kid, slash kids, because I got a daughter on the way, and try to do them the same way. Because people be like, well, they might, they might be better to them. How are they going to be better to them than they were to me? And I'm directly connected to that person. You can't force nobody to change. They just don't want to change. You can't help the help. Like you can't help someone who don't want to be helped. Right. And I I definitely feel you on that because <laughs> because you just can't. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, you can't force change just like you can't force somebody to love you. And sometimes some people have situations or they bring children into this world. And once they fall out with the person they had that kid by, unfortunately, sometimes they don't really appreciate their kids anymore. It, it happens. People have kids from a past relationship. They get in a new relationship, and then they have a kid with that person. And that obviously, that last kid is treated a lot better. Not because the child is younger or anything like that. It's because, you know, this this other child that you have represents, you know, heartache. Yeah, it, it um, it represents it. something that they don't want to be a part of, maybe a, a bad memory, or yeah. That's, I know that was a big thing. We ain't gonna really get into it with the abortion. You know, there's some people are pro life, and what was the other one? Where the I don't, I don't I remember pro-choice. the two, but pro choice and pro life. You know, but that's the end of that. Exactly. But like I said, man, I I'm I'm, I'm I am gonna be respectful. I ain't gonna name names. Heffany. But you call her Stephanie, I call her Heffany. I don't open doors for no hoe. I just want the neck, maybe more. Exactly, line, bro. Yeah, but you know, people out there most definitely treat your treat your family better. Don't wrong somebody. I mean, if you if you're a horrible person, then you just a horrible person. Be but for the song. <laughs> childish. I don't fuck with you. Sorry. And we from Detroit, so you know we bang that. You little, you little dumb mad bitch. All right, but yeah, most definitely. So that's we do, we do give family too much leeway. I don't, but some people do, and I think you shouldn't let the the status quo with what society say or what other people say control your situation. You, right, because yeah, because some people have great families. <coughs> like they they communicate with their parents well. They communicate with their grandparents. They communicate with their cousins. They're very family orientated. Now, what they say is obviously going to be something different. But if you know your situation dysfunctional, then you got to do what's best for you. Because at the end of the day, you live in your life, not their life. And when you pass, trust me, ain't nobody finna be asking you no questions about so-and-so life. And were you there for so-and-so and all these times? You can't. It's just like there's signs when you're you trying to be in a relationship and they don't want you no more. It's signs when, you know, it's the same thing with family members. Everything is a relationship. It's just what type of relationship is it. But moving on, because that's a that's a very subject I'm passionate about. I, know I already made a couple of Ray Rants about that shit. Wah! My homeboy know what that noise means. <laughs> uh, next topic, how long should a person chase a dream? How long should a person chase a dream before they give up? That's a if. I'm not going to say yeah. that's an iffy. That's a... And half and half, cause yeah, because if I'm okay, let's be reasonable. If I'm 17, say, oh, I want to be a computer engineer, right? 
you have to try your hardest now. If you don't give it your all, then you can still have those doubts. Like, oh, maybe I do this. But in this case, I give it my all. Don't pass the first time. Go a different route. Don't pass the next time. Then I may think, okay, maybe this isn't for me. So I take the goods and the bads from that situation, learn from it, and really see what I want to do and move forward. But if you half-assing whatever you're trying to do, and it's kind of you like stuck in that gray area because it's like, okay, I didn't give it my all. But so far, I'm doing okay, but then I'm not doing okay. So if you, for this topic, I feel as if if you're going to do something, you have to give it your all. And if you give it your all, more than likely you'll succeed. But if you don't, just learn from that and then, you know, go to something else. It And sometimes during that journey, you'll pick up on what you really want to do or whatever you're trying to chase. The dream can be whatever. But if you don't give it your all, then you'll be stuck in that gray area for a long time thinking, well, you have a bunch of maybes and shoulda, coulda, wouldas, and you don't want to have that. You want to give it your all. If it doesn't work, then okay. You can accept the fact that, well, I did everything I could, and if I fall short, then of course you don't want to, but it's like, I'm I'm okay with that. But most of the time people have assets, so they have those shoulda, coulda, wouldas, and some learn quicker than others. Some take 30, 40 years. I hear a bunch of old, wise people. I'm not going to say wise, but older people say, man, I wish I would have did this, that, and the third. It ain't that hard. I just was goofing Bullshit. around. and So you, that's my spill on, because I was sleep going through that. So now I'm shit, I'm doing, I'm giving it my all, because I know I can do it. Because when I was half-assing, I was, you know, up here at one point, then down here, it's like, well, shit, I know I can do it. Just goddamn be serious and, you know, sacrifice the time now. That way, you know, when I get older, have a family, I can live my life instead of trying to live it now. Sacrifice later. That's my take. I I, I went through that, like, taking the ass bath. Because, bruh, everybody said the ass bath is fucking common sense. Somewhat. It's not. Because some of that shit, words I never even fucking heard of. Some of them was. But, like, I failed it. I can't tell you how many times. I can't really. It's like six times. Is that the remember. test to get in the military? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I failed like six times. Matter of fact, I still didn't even pass. I missed about one point every time. For real? And you got in? Yeah. Yeah, I ain't know that, bro. I ain't yeah. gonna lie. I missed, like, one point. My recruiter was just like, oh, man, if you just go and do the uh, process, I'm pretty sure they'll get you in. Went on to the process. But, like, basically what he just said, me, I ain't going to lie to you. Did I half-ass the test? Of course. Of Shit. course. I already know. I ain't going to lie to you. I half-ass like every fucking time. Did I learn my lesson? Fuck no. I could have took it as, like, <laughs> I could have took it as, like, maybe it's just not meant for, maybe it's just not meant for me. Maybe it's not, I could have took a different route because me personally, I wanted to be a police officer or a firefighter, paramedic. I wanted to do some shit like that. But I should have took that, that, that just, I should have just took that L and just say, fuck it. I really should have. I mean, I appreciate the training because I learned a lot of shit in there. Met a bunch of cool people. It's just, I should have just took that L and just walked off with it instead of forcing my way. Yeah, with, with that, um, when I, whenever I was coming up with the topic, uh, I was on the phone with our friend, Devion. And he was like, you should never give up on your dream. I was like, what if you're 30-something you you and you, you still trying to be a rapper? He was like, well, most rappers don't take off to you 30 but that's, that's, that that was just a you know a general yeah. general thing. But I was like, some stuff you should give up on if you're chasing, like like I said, being maybe like a, a NBA player, right? And like you're Melo. like, 
trying to yeah. if you're 35 if you go go if you're man, 35 and you still trying to play in the NBA. I mean, it's, it's probably some chances. It probably might happen, but that chance is slim. Like, maybe you shouldn't have waited so long. Like, because there's some people that could have, as you alluded to, uh, Josh, could have, they just was half-assed and they really could have been did it. You know what I'm saying? Some people that, that could be, could have been in the NBA, for example, and they were on, they did drugs. They could have been probably better than, you know, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. but their own self problems they let that kill their dream you know and that happens to a lot of people just in in different ways that's just something a lot of people it's an easy example to make but once you get certain past a certain point you should just i think you should give up on your dream if you know that it was something for a, a younger person then you you should have given up on if it's what you about to say oh i was going to say cuz my homeboy told me about somebody that just joined the NFL at the age of like thirty something or forty something though, like he went to try it out and he actually made the team. Okay, well that's- so that's what I was like, uh, I was kind of like debating, like should you give up or not? But the other thing is also you gotta you gotta self evaluate. Like with that person, obviously they probably athletic, they're probably, <laughs> but some people, like I told, like one example I made, if you five six and you're not athletic and you're not athletic. Do not, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but do not try and, and think you're going to be sitting up here and trying to get in the NBA through your 20s. Because at the end of the day, unless you just, I don't even know how you would get past anybody. Just, just you know, if you're 5'6 and you're not fast, you're not jumping out the gym, you are most definitely a liability. Most definitely a liability. Hey, somebody, hey, if you that person, don't give up on your dreams, bro. I'm you just be saying that. Lockdown shooter. Steph was unathletic. He couldn't move around. Look at him now. But he's 6'3. But. Hmm. And he's still a liability on defense. The only reason why he gets so much play because he's a, a, a great offensive player. And it's not like he don't try on defense. It's just Jose everybody Altuve. in his position. Jose Altuve is shorter than me. I gave up on baseball because I was too short. This man, 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, second base for the Houston Astros. One AL MVP, and they won a World Series. Baseball so is height. height. Hey. Don't let physical features fuck you up. I'm telling because there's probably somebody out there like, man, I'm too short. I can't do this. I can't do that. Bro, you never know. You sound like the people that say stuff about people that make it. Hey, you better watch no, what you I'm say. A, let me ask you, Aaron. Huh? Was there a dream that you gave up on? No, I haven't gave up. What now? What? Nah, y'all, I if I can give y'all a tour right now, it's a little grassy in that area, but there's a basketball court <laughs> right next, <laughs> not too far away. This man was running drills going up and down our grandma's driveway, up and down. It was a mile. He was shooting hoops, and he claimed that when he went back to Michigan, it messed him up. Whatever. Or did he just half-ass it when he got back? I did half. I half-ass when So I do got you believe back. if you'd have kept that shit up, do you believe you could have went somewhere? That nigga was cold at one point. Not, not, not the NBA. Why not? Or you never Why know. not? Look at Tyler. You, Tyler. I'm not athletic. You used to be? No, I never could touch the light. The that rim. don't mean shit. You can shoot, though. If you can shoot, all, all you need, okay, look, you could be off. You could, all you could have been just make buckets. You could have been that guy, just shoot buckets all day. When did you go up to Michigan? What year was that in high school? 
Um, that was ninth and tenth. So that was like so. You just getting into it. So they would have had you doing drills, bro. You never know. I didn't start playing basketball until I was fourteen. So that's that's the other thing too. Ziggy also played for the Detroit Lions. He didn't play football until he got to college. No, I was just saying that was just an example. Jimmy Graham played basketball. He just started playing football not too long ago. Look at him. And he's six seven. Bro, it's like, this man got an excuse for everything. You're trying to preach to the people, but yeah, you're doing the same thing that they're doing. What is that? Since that mate, making excuses. Oh, I wasn't athletic. I wasn't this, then the third, but he's 6'3, he's 6'8. So you can't help your height. You can't help whatever situation you're in. All you got to do is adapt and make up for it. That's all you can do. Who knows? You would have learned so many moves. Don't listen to this guy. I was just saying. Hey. Plus, if. I'm going to put it like this. Plus, if you let me influence what you was thinking and you was just about to give up until he started telling y'all my life story, <laughs> that means that you already had doubt in yourself anyway and you probably was half-assing. Let's just be real. You probably, if if somebody else can change your mind, you probably was half-assing anyway at the end of the day. Because I know I, I've half-assed in track and football. My fastest time, I ran at a uh, Heinz Combine. I ran a 4-4-1 in boots. And first thing, they was like, oh, we're going to give him a track scholarship. We should give him a track scholarship or a football scholarship. My thing was, I was like, well, fuck that. I'm going to go to the military. And then, I'm, you know, that way I had some backup money. And I could, you know, I could actually, if they don't cover, if the scholarship don't cover everything, I had everything. But, like I said, some shit just don't play out. Yeah. The, the other thing was. I did a little basketball, but I knew that just wasn't something I could just do. Now, what I wish I would have stuck with, what I actually love more than basketball. Was playing a drum? No, playing football. I wish I would have just stuck with it. I actually was real good at one point. Why you play the team? Huh? Why you play performance? I I tried to play my eighth grade year. How do you try to play? Let me tell you what happened, and then we're going to wrap it up. What happened was we had got a new basketball coach. And it was like, oh, man, this dude let you do whatever. And it was fun, like the game they were playing. And I was like, man, it's hot as hell outside. This is Mississippi heat. My nose bleed. I'm finna go. No, <laughs> I'm finna no. go play basketball for today. And then I'll be back tomorrow. And when I was in the gym playing basketball, Coach uh, Barnett, he ripped my name off the locker. Because I, I was – and you know what's crazy, though? What also messed me up with that was my grandma bought me some – some baseball cleats and not football cleats, so it was messing with my mobility. I feel like they should but, water shit out the motherfuckers. I still with the one. But yeah, we're gonna wrap things up. Uh, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. This is Tron. Red love. This is my brother Josh. Bless him. And I'm Ray. We out.